0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to
1: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions
0: North America-wide?
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D-I-G-I-T-E-X.ca on Oilers Radio 630 Chat. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer joining you. It's 1235 at Edmonton. Orders now, the orders. the Vancouver Canucks, the Sedines last NHL game. It'll be tough to uh, trump the theater of last night's come-from-behind victory game winner from Daniel Sedina's second-of-the-game on a setup from Henrik in OT. Some guests and orders now receive certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Reminder that every Wednesday night is date night at Roos Chris, where two can die for $120. Sometimes, uh, you know, when you reach out to people in the business, as we're pleased to be joined, from NHL, Hockey, and Rogers, courtesy of our friends at River Cree Resort and Casino, again, April 14th, Larry the Cable Guy, we welcome back to the show Elliot Friedman, and sometimes there's nothing quite like sending a text, are you hearing anything? <laughs> Hi, Elliot, how are
1: you? You know, Bob, I gotta tell you, when I get those texts from you, I-, I usually think that you're trying to send me a message, like you should be
0: hearing something. So I got to tell you, I always laugh when I get those texts. You know I have, uh, I had uh, somebody tell me about six weeks ago that I, I've got absolutely uh, zero access to any information at any time, Elliot. You know that, so.
1: Yeah, right, I guess so. No, you know what, like for those of you listening, uh, Bob sent me a text and now you're hearing anything, and it came out of nowhere. Like it's it's not like one of those texts when you know something's up and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm hearing this. And uh, you know, I, I generally think that Bob has uh, a pretty good pulse on what's going on in Edmonton. I was like, "Are you trying to tell me I should be hearing something?" Yeah. And he's like, "Oh no, no," and I'm like,
0: "Not this okay. time."
1: <laughs> yeah, don't do that. That's not right. So no, I'm not really hearing much of anything. Thanks.
0: Yeah, it's uh, well, uh, it's been an interesting year. Why don't we start, uh, Elliot? I mean, we're down to basically a couple games left. Uh, we'll circle back to the Sedines and their impact, because I know you you hit on that, something that you put out this week, but why don't we just start, what's going to happen here on, on, on Sunday and Monday and Tuesday around the NHL? I mean, we didn't have a single coaching staff get you know, uh, whacked during the course of the year, uh, which is, I think, the first time that's happened in, what, 50 years or something like that?
1: Yeah, since expansion in 67, so you know, and, and one of the things that was making, I think, a bunch of guys nervous was the was the situation with Joel Quenville in, in Chicago. And now we have the answer to that question, and that is that Joel Quenville will be returning next year to coach the Blackhawks. So I, I think there's probably a couple guys who are breathing a little bit easier now, saying, that's a guy I don't have to worry about. You know, I, I think there's going to be changes Um You know, I think we're all wondering about Ottawa. I think we're wondering about Calgary. Um, I think we're wondering about Dallas. Um, You know, I I think there's a few situations out there we're all taking a look at. But, you know, uh, I think that one of the things we're kind of seeing now is teams are saying, are we sure that there's anybody better? And uh, I think now we've seen a couple of situations where one guy who might have been better He's not going to be available.
0: First of all, just uh, back to Chicago for a second here, Elliot. A pretty assertive position statement from John McDonough, the president of the organization. Like, they take control of the situation. It doesn't end up being because we've... Can you shed any light? Like, are there some challenges in the relationship between Stan Bowman and Joel Quenville?
1: I believe there are. You know, Stan Bowman reacted, uh, disagreed when... I asked him about it two weeks ago, and I, okay. I put it in my notes about, you said, look, uh, I don't always like Joel Quenville's deployment, but I don't think he always likes the roster I give him. So, you know, I so, but I think, yes, they've had their challenges. There's no question about that. You know, Mike Kitchen getting fired last year, that bothered Quenville. Remember, he didn't show up on the first night of the draft because he wasn't happy with some of the moves the Blackhawks made, and I don't think he felt he was properly consulted on them. So, you know, I, I do believe that there is some friction that they are working through, but, you know, like, uh, I think this, like, if you look at the way the Blackhawks have played lately, you know, some of their young players, like, DeBrinckit looks like quite a player. Yeah. Uh, Sakur is off to a good little start here. Um, You know, and you know what, if you really do believe you're going to try to win and the Blackhawks are coming back to try to win, you're better if you have Joel Quenville on your bench. I, I think it's kind of like You know, he's saying you guys are stuck with each other, so you better find a way to make it work.
0: Well, the Brandon Sod for our Temi Panarin deal, which was the deal you're referring to uh, that was made at the draft, that caught us because the draft was in Chicago, that caught us all off that. Yes, and, and the genre, both those deals, uh, certainly the Saad deal looked great for a game when Sod got a hat trick against Pittsburgh in the opener. Pittsburgh playing the second of a back to back, and uh, the Penguins got lit up 10 1 by Chicago, but. Eighty points to forty in terms of Panarin versus Saad. There's that one, and then you can just see with Connor Murphy that Joel Quenville has absolutely no confidence in him. And I've been told by players that have played for Joel and haven't panned out. If he doesn't like you early, it's difficult to get back in the good books.
1: Yeah, but you know why? Like he's one. Like you know, yeah. like that that happens, Bob. There's no question. It happens with every coach. Every coach has their their favorites guys they don't like. I uh, I get that I get all that, but you know he's one, and you know what? Like, if you take a look at their young players this year, he's done a good job. Yeah, of them. yep. Some of those guys have you know really improved. Like, so at the end of the day, I, I think if you're if you're trying to win, he's a guy you want. And I'm sure the other thing too is the Blackhawks are looking at it like, okay, we've got owed so two years and twelve million. Do we really want him just sitting around counting that, or do we want us? Do we want him to go somewhere else where they probably don't have to pay him, or may not have to pay him that much? And we're contributing to this, or he goes somewhere where he beats us on the way. I'm sure the Blackhawks looked at it and said, "Hey, we're paying this, and we want our money's worth."
0: All right, Uh, I'm going to provide a scenario to you. You tell me whether or not you agree or disagree if this is a possibility. Down south, Glenn Gullison, good guy, Uh, has blown up on his team uh, once or twice over the last couple of years. That team has limped home. They've got two wins in their last 11 games. They were both against Edmonton. Uh, and the Oilers probably had the well they definitely had the better chances in the one nothing shutout for Smith and Edmonton outplayed Calgary quite dramatically in the second third period in the 3-2 game on the weekend so let's just say hypothetically could Glenn Gullitson be replaced by Bill Peters does that one make sense to you?
1: It does make some sense um, there, uh, you know, I, I, I could see why you're willing to make that leap um, You know, Bill Peters was with Brad Tree Living, they won a gold medal at the World Championships a couple of years ago so there is a familiarity there. Um, I do think in Calgary they are wrestling with this decision. Uh, I believe there is a school of thought in the organization that Glenn Gullitson, um does not deserve to be slowly blamed for the way this has happened, and he deserves another opportunity. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, it's Peter's call, right? Like he has the out, and yep. he can decide, does he want... Uh, he can decide, does he want to exercise that option? And uh, until we know that, it's moot. But, you know, you always look for connections in this business, right, uh, Bob? Yep. And you have a connection there uh, between Peters and Tree Living. And I think if available, uh, I th- and if Calgary decides it wants to make a change, I, I think there's a certain logical leap there.
0: Okay, Elliot Friedman joining us from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Now let's play another connection game with players. Did the Vancouver Canucks Daniel and Henrik Sedin did they not just, I mean, first of all, everybody knows these guys are class acts. Everybody's loved them forever. They're, they are truly tough players because they took the crap and the abuse on the ice and they still kept on coming and coming and coming. That's who they were. They brought, the, they brought their air game all the time. But how about, how about them taking control of the situation in Vancouver, not putting management and Jim Benning in a tough spot or Trevor Linden in a tough spot there and just saying, not being forced acknowledging when the time was right getting out uh i'll get you to comment on that and then conversely now this makes in my mind vancouver a player in free agency
1: well i i on your first part i agree with it like how many of us get to write our own exits right bob but you know look at our business for example like how many people do you know that left the media business on their terms there aren't a lot of them um you, you know this is our business is um, hey, are your ratings good? Yep. Yeah, okay, you're fine. Are your ratings bad? Okay, now you're in trouble. And you know, like, you could be, you know, our business doesn't like older people. You know, you and I, we're getting older, there's gonna be a day where someone's gonna knock on a door and they're gonna say, a consultant, uh, doesn't think you're what appeals to an audience anymore.
0: Well, I know, so. Brendan, just speaking of that, talking about knocking on the door, I know when I'm up broadcasting the game with Jack, and we're yeah. in the lower rung in the media section at Roger's Place, Brendan's come by a couple times, and he's shoved me from behind. And I'm thinking I might be going over the top there. So, you know, he's trying to yeah, wally pit me. This. Yeah. He, he's That's trying to wally true. pit me, Elliot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what, uh, you
1: know, you'll always, when you're on the road, you'll always text me and say, good show today, it's me hosting. So I'm not surprised.
0: There me. there we go.
1: <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I think that, like you know, that's the way our business is, and that's the way sports is. Like, you don't get a chance to write your own exit a lot of the time. And, you know, I'm happy for them that they did that. And to be honest, Bob, it, it's funny. I was watching that game last night. And I know they're coming to Edmonton tomorrow, and it's, it's yep. good for us too because it's, NASA televised game. They're going to be on After Hours with Scott Oak when it's done. But part of me was like, I wish last night was it. Like, that's that's the way it, it should have ended. But we'll, we'll, we'll milk another night of ratings out of it. However, I do think now, I will tell you that, you know, the word was that the Canucks were very interested in Michael Backlund, who was now re-signed with the right. Calgary. So the fact that they were in... A leads me to believe they've known and B it leads me to believe they're potentially a player like they have a lot of cap room and you know they they could do that they could say okay we're in the James Neal business or we're, we're gonna try to be in the John Tavares business
0: that's 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 where I was going next can they get yeah, in that we mix
1: just, well I, I just think that Tavares if Tavares is going anywhere he's gonna in the win and you know Vancouver is just not ready to win yet um, but I think, or they're going to be in the hey, you got a contract problem, business. Like if I was there, I'd be calling Chicago, Marion Osa. You got a, you know, he's got five point two five for three more years. How are you going to help us, Bobby Ryan, Jason Spezza? How are you going to help us? And. That's the, that's one of the two ways I expect Vancouver to be aggressive.
0: We're joined right now by Elliot Freeman. Where do, Okay, so you think Tavares is going to if he doesn't re-sign with what give me a percentage on re-signing uh, with the Islanders.
1: You know, I I I've been on radio a lot today and I'm I'm so wary of the headlines that these create. I do think right now it's not looking great for the Islanders, okay. but I still do think there's going to be another meeting or meetings. Where they're going to sit with him and they're going to say, John, you know what? What is it going to take to keep you? And they're going to do what it takes. Like they're going to, you know, look. The Islanders were just out there. You saw him. I saw him in Vancouver because I was out there to do some with Barzal. He just looked. He looked miserable. He looked up unhappy. You know, they didn't really add at the trade deadline. They they fell out of the playoff race. All the guy wants to do is win, and I think with this hanging over the head, it it's made the whole situation tougher. So uh, I just think right now he's probably not in the best place, but I think the Islanders have time to rally with whatever meetings they can have.
0: From NHL Hockey and Rogers, courtesy of the River Cree Resort and Casino, again, Larry the Cable Guy, April the 14th, we are joined by Elliot Friedman, Bob Stauffer with you on orders now. Elliot, have things changed in the last week for the Hart Trophy? Has Taylor Hall... Given the struggles of the Colorado Avalanche and the fact that uh, Nathan McKinnon has slowed down offensively, I believe Connor McDavid, by the way, is now leading uh, the NHL in points per game. Uh, It's very close between uh, Marchand as well as uh, McKinnon and then obviously McDavid. But has Taylor Hall now surged to the head of the class given that New Jersey is in and there's a chance Colorado could miss?
1: Well, I, I still think you know Colorado's that game tomorrow night. Regardless of what happens tonight between St. Louis and Chicago, that game tomorrow night's going to matter. You know that that Colorado, Chicago, uh, Colorado-St. Louis game, it matters. And um, so, I, you know, McKinnon still has another night uh, to write the script. You know, I'll tell you though, if Colorado misses the playoffs, I think Keller Hall's going to win it. I, I think if I'm with you, if they, if they make the playoffs. You know, i got to tell you, if they make the playoffs, my vote is going to McKinnon just because of how awful they were last year. I mean, you know, he will have carried them. And especially if they make it, they will have done it in the last week without their number one goaltender and their number one defenseman. And I, he, I mean, I, I reserve the right to change my mind. But if Colorado gets in, McKinnon is probably my vote. Um, if they don't get in, I think Taylor Hall's my vote. It's it's that simple. I, you know, I know that in Edmonton, you guys right now are the flashpoint of the debate. Do playoffs matter? I think they matter.
0: Well, imagine if Taylor wins, and I I used this line a couple days ago. He could go to a podium if he does win. Uh, you recall he lived with Connor McDavid and Luke Gazzik his first year in Edmonton, and he could yeah. say, "Well, you know, I, I lived with uh, Connor and Luke." 2015, 2016. Connor won the Hart Trophy last year. I've been lucky enough to win it this year. Luke, pressure's on next year, bud. You're up. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: would be awesome. Like, you know, it's fine. I sent, like, Luke Gastic played his five-month uh, pro rank game this season.
0: Yeah. And uh, I sent him a note. I just, you know, wished him congratulations. Um,
1: him, and, him and, like, he's got, he's, the reason I, I kind of think I'm interested in Luke is, he tweeted out uh, a restaurant in Toronto, what was his favorite restaurant, and that was where my wife and I went every year to celebrate our engagement before my wife stopped celebrating that we were married together. Right. So I, I always got interested in that, and I, I sent him a note saying congratulations, and he, he was he was good about it. Luke Isaac is the kind of guy, and you know this, Bob, he would love it if Taylor Hall said that. Like, he would get such a laugh out of it. No,
0: he's a fun guy. He was a good guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, uh, that'd, that'd be, you know what? And my attitude is, like, look, it, the, the trade it can't change what happened two years ago. The Oilers filled a need as well. I'm not going to talk about justification of the trade. I get the vitriol from a lot of the fan base, what, what it could have showed of this and that. The fact is, the Oilers had a mammoth step forward last year, and it didn't happen this year for the team, and, and Taylor's been a massive part of New Jersey's turnaround this year. That said, could you foresee a scenario where Vegas would come back down to earth next season? Or is Gerard Gallant and his group, do they just have something that's unique and special that's going to be allow them to continue to build on what they've done this year?
1: Well, I do think they had something that was unique and special, but, you know, I think what happens is the business starts to take over, right? Like, Jonathan Marchessault got an extension. Yep. Um, yep. You know, Brayton McNabb got an extension.
0: What's Carlson um, going to get?
1: Uh, they're fighting about that. Like they're they're battling over that right now, and that's the reason he hasn't been signed. And
0: what do you think they would like to get him in at?
1: I'm you know like they got Marshes so in at
0: five, right? Like I, like one, one thing I kind of heard is Riley Smith is had a great year. He's got I think sixty points. Almost so yep. got sixty points in fifty six games. He's at five.
1: He's at five and. You know, I'm, I, I think that that's where they would love to get Perron and Neal in for. So it sounds like five is the number. Now, I'm not sure they're getting Neal in at that number. I'm not sure they're getting Perron in at that number. I'm sure they'd love to get Carlson in at that number. But he's getting closer to unrestricted free agency, too. So I, I think that's kind of the number where they're at and where they'd love to be. I think the other thing, too, is, is that... You know, Vegas, they almost got Eric Carlson at the deadline. Are they going to be in for that again? And, you know, I wonder, like, the, this was one of the biggest stories in the league this year, Bob. Yeah. Our free agents going to want to go there.
0: Time will you know, tell. We're talking, yep. Like,
1: we're talking about Tavares. Let's just say he doesn't go back to New York. What... what would you be interested in the island in, the, in Vegas?
0: Yeah. See, to me, it's it like, starts. Why wouldn't you be? It starts at a six for Carlson, and I wonder, like, would they bridge him? I'm serious about I this. I don't
1: really think. Yeah. I, I don't think you have
0: a lot of time to bridge them. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. It's getting close to UFA, and I mean, like,
1: I, I just think that uh, the whole Carlson thing I've heard is that you know they're looking at the shooting percentage this year. Yeah. And they're wondering about it. And if you're Carlson, you gotta strike when the iron's hot.
0: I had somebody say to me yesterday, "Oh, Bob, I'd rather have uh, William Carlson than than Leon Dreisaitl." And you know, and I was like, "You do realize, at 22 years of age, because this is Leon's 22 year old year, that uh, William Carlson had 20 points. Granted, even right, like just I mean, this has been how much of it is he a 40 goal guy that's plus 49 every year?" Uh, I think you got to do it more than once. In Settle's case, he's gone 52, then a 77, and he's at 70 right now. So he's 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 had the. I mean, and it hasn't been pretty for Leon over the last 15 games either. Elliot Friedman, have a terrific week, and I look forward to talking to you early in the playoffs next Friday.
1: All right, Bob. Have yourself a great weekend. Enjoy the game tomorrow night.
0: We'll have some fun. That is Elliot Friedman, courtesy of the River Creek Resort Casino. Again, on uh, April 14th, Larry the Cable Guy. April 21st, they have Vince Neal. And on May the 7th, George Thoroughgrid and the, the store ears. And by the way, somebody has sent me a picture of George. Doppelganger time. We'll take a quick timeout. It's 12.55 in Edmonton, and this is orders now. showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca That's ProAmSports.ca Welcome back everybody 1258 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer with you. If you're looking for a fun destination this year, take the kids to Disneyland. The happiest place on earth. Fabulous food, great food, fabulous fun, great food, and warm weather. Book now with New West Travel. Your Disneyland California package includes non stop airfare, four star hotel for seven nights, five day attractions pass for reservations to Disneyland. Call the travel experts at New West Travel, 780 432 7446, or book online at newwesttravel.com. By the way, uh, hey, hey, let's do it. Let's get to it right now. Mr. Lube trivia for bragging rights here in Oilers now. Mr. Lube is Canada's leader in car maintenance. Our River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Easy question. The Sedins went second and third in the 1999 draft. Patrick Steffen went number one. On the play in which Patrick Steffen missed the empty net, the puck bobbled on him at uh, Rexall Place, Jarrett Stoll gained puck possession and hit who on a stretch pass who scored the game-tying goal for the Oilers? Which Oilers player drafted 13th overall in 2001, deposited the puck into an empty net, uh, going back the other way, scored a great goal after Patrick Steffen, the first pick in the 99 draft, ahead of the Sedins, uh, missed the wide-open net? That's our trivia question. we got lots of guests coming up in our number two of Oilers. Now off to a global news, weather traffic update, Eileen Bell.